The following audio is via a Skype call. Natural Peace Radio, emotionally activated, magically created. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Sarah Van Ryswick helps people manifest their desires and activate their energetic spark. This hit show focuses on different themes each month with listeners learning to understand their creation process and the profound power of their emotions. Call into a show to talk with Sarah, 800-930-2819. Natural Peace Radio, your happiness is your choice. Hey, everybody, I'm Dr. Pat and Sarah sitting right here with me. Hey, Sarah, what a great show we've got going on today. Hey, Dr. Pat. Yeah, I'm super excited about this one. I know. Well, let's just talk about you for a minute. Um, I've really had the honor to get to know you. And part of the knowing is I've watched you start out, come, grow, expand, literally expand, pick yourself up, move across the country, all of the above. Um, But the one thing that I know is that your work is profound, the work you do with people. You're so connected to this beautiful, peaceful, but powerful way of coaching and inspiring people, not to mention a phenomenal tarot expert. And you are really helping people weave this beautiful, beautiful web. Now, before we before we bring Jim on, I want folks to know, first of all, how they can find out more about you and also how they might be able to schedule time, get a reading and work with you. Because one of the things I, I talked about in the last show, you're going to want to know what's going on in 2018. We're all going to want to know this. So let folks know that. And then we have a special guest today. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I'm so glad to be here, guys. And I we uh, this has been kind of a long time coming. So for everyone out there um, listening, in order to get in touch with me, all you have to do is go over to naturalpeaceliving.com. Again, it's naturalpeaceliving.com and you can send me an email. My, my contact information is on there. My phone number is on there. Um, and I would love to hear from you guys, you know, even, even if it's just feedback on the show and feedback from something you heard that, that just resonated with you. Um, and there's always, you know, ways to get in touch as far as scheduling coaching sessions. Um, they can be in person if you're local in upstate New York, or they can be over Skype um, worldwide. And the same thing goes for Tarot as well. Awesome. Now, today we have a very special guest for the show. Tell us about Jim. Well, so uh, I was contacted by a friend of, of Jim a couple couple weeks ago. Um, and it was just, you know, it's one of those things that happens out of the blue. <laughs> and, um, and you know, sometimes these things happen and we kind of dismiss them. And for whatever reason, I paid attention. Um, and I was, I was introduced to Jim and his work. Um, Jim wrote a book, um, I would say a few years ago, about an experience that he had um, near his home in upstate New York, uh, near the Catskills in, in New York State. Um, and the book is just phenomenal. Um, the book is called Miracle on Hammertown Road. Um, and I'm not going to take up too much time. I want Jim to be able to speak about his experience and um, his reasoning for writing this book and um, his intention with with the message that comes out in it and, and just the overall experience that he had that 
you know, many people will go their entire lives without an experience like this. And, and it's just, um, it's just awesome. So I was, I was very lucky to have this kind of situation fall into mm-hmm. my lap and, and decide that this seems to be a really appropriate way to, uh, Mm-hmm. to talk to talk to everybody today so well um, the book is the book is miracle on uh hammerton road and one man's fall and salvation right yes yes exciting and we've got that one man right with us today we do don't we <laughs> <laughs> awesome jim great to have you Thank, thanks for having me dr pat and sarah thanks for having me of course Glad to be here Sarah, you go first. All right. So, so Jim, I just, if you want to take the stage now, this is all you, my friend. Um, just, you know, you want to introduce yourself to everybody and to our listeners and, and give us some backstory. Um, who are you? Where, where do you come from? And, and some of the stuff that you've seen in, in your days. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. I, uh, my, um, Jim Bubba Bay is my author's name. Uh, I, I go by that name because I've been Bubba most of my life too, besides Jim, besides James was my formal name. And, uh, one of the reasons why I use Jim Bubba Bay in the, as my author's name is that, uh, the, the book was going to be too heavy without some fun, funny yeah. things. <laughs> I like and that. It was going to be too hard to read it, you know? And, uh, so I, uh, you know, it was perfect because uh, the Bubba stories are funny and most uh-huh. of them are. And, um, uh, you know, so I, uh, that's, you know, that's what I go by. And, and then, uh, that's my website too, jimbubbabay.com. And then, so anyway, uh, what happened was, uh, to fast, you know, to go back a little ways back in 2000, I had a, an infant son who, uh, lived 10 days and died. He was a pound four ounces, born premature. His name was James Ulysses. And then, uh, and so that was pretty traumatic. And along the way, uh, some people, not even some friends, some acquaintances, but a few people that they, they kind of said, Hey, you want to write a book? It's, you know, it's pretty touching and pretty amazing. So I said, ah, I don't know. So I did, but I did write some stuff down and, you know, I actually, um, you know, thank God I saved, uh, I wrote my, uh, I wrote a speech for my son's funeral the day after he died. And I actually saved that speech. And that's in the book. So that's kind of neat because that's like, a, you know, a father grieving right then. It's not like I made it back up or, you know, it was a Zachary speech that I made that day. And then uh, fast forward. Uh, so, but I, I, I technically kind of wasn't a writer or I didn't think I was. And then uh, that was in 2000 and then 2006. Uh, uh, but actually, let me go back real quick. When when my one son passed away, little did we know my one of my older sons uh, they're twins. One of them had kidney disease pretty much all his life and we didn't know. So it showed up like a month or two after my son passed away, my youngest son. And, uh, and I have to tell you, I, I kind of looking back on it now and it's very sad, but I realized if, if my other son continued to live, my son, James and Robert at the same time, it would have been very difficult to deal with both of them at the same time, you know, having mm-hmm. two, two very, you know, or sick. Cause they told us our son, James, who was the baby was, you know, going to be, there was a good odds. He was going to have troubles, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. So, so that happened. And then, uh, so in 2006, we had moved to Arizona. Little did I know, I, 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 I mean, me and my wife communicated at the time, but I, I didn't realize and think that it was uh, to turn a new leaf, you know, to, to just try a new area. And so we moved in, uh, so we moved in 06 and I was, I'm a New York boy. So I was kicking and screaming, <laughs> but, but, but in a lot of ways it was 
there was only one bad thing that happened is that that's my son passed away out there, my other son. But and, and but for me, other than that, for me, it was quite the, the, the you know, the confidence and uh, just the overall it was a good move for me to do you know um i, I grew as a person yeah. just on that move alone so it was pretty amazing and again and then again when my son passed away my other son you know people are like oh you ought to write a book this is you know i mean other people have many you know but you ought to these circumstances you ought to write a book and i i you know i tried a little bit and wrote some stuff but i never really got around to it right. and uh, you know that was that's how that was all happening and then um, to fast forward to uh, November 15, 2009, it's kind of crazy. I, I joke with my daughter and my son, and we go places. I said, you know, I bet you we could do a survey, and you, no one would have a father that fell off a road. But I literally, <laughs> but I, but I, li- I literally fell 14 feet off a road into a culvert head first, landed on wow. my head. A wow. free fall, too. It wasn't a, it wasn't a roll down the hill. It was a free fall. So, oh, my God. So the first... The first thing that stopped me was rocks on my head, Ugh. my left side head. And then my, um, you know, and then I actually, I, of course, I didn't know at the time, but I actually broke, uh, I had 23 broken bones with 26 fractures. Uh, I broke, uh, I fractured my skull, brain bleed, concussion, traumatic brain injury. I broke my left scapula. I broke my uh, uh, 11 ribs. I broke seven on the left, four on the right. The amazing thing is my whole right side of the body never touched the ground and I broke four ribs over there. So oh that never gosh. touched the ground. And then I broke uh, C7, I broke two ways. And I broke T10 to T12, I broke nine of those, and I broke two of those two ways. And then, of course, blood in the lungs, bruised lungs, things like that. So oh I, you know, so I actually, um, yeah, I was, it was a bad scene, bad, bad, bad thing to happen. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, and, and then, and then all of what happened that night created created the book i was i didn't technically die that night but i was near death uh-huh. you probably could be and um when we wrote the book my friend mickey music wrote the book with me and we um you know so many people claim to see god talk to god i know i didn't say i met god but i met god that night and so many people claim that and, and i believe them all I'm, I'm not a you know i believe it all happens all different ways and and uh but we said how many people you know then we're like what's different with our book and then we realized you know, how many people have two kids die and then pretty much die themselves and come back to talk about it that badly hurt um, all in a decade. And, and it ended up being a decade, you know, uh, you right. know, an actual decade that this all happened in. So, um, you know, and that's kind of where uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, you know, that's where it all it's, you know, it really started. Then. And then it was like, OK, I guess there is a book out of it, mm. you know, so. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, what I hear you talking about, though, is, you know, each of us has things in life that happen to us. And I think it's I think it's 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 so fascinating to hear your story. Also, Sarah's also even my own. But part of this, which is super important, is, you know, looking at we have been kept alive for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was reading one of the Psalms you put in the book and looking and thinking about, do we know, each of us, do we know right now for ourselves, do we know why we have been kept alive for as long as we have? 
And I think those are some of the questions which uh, we explore, but also that you're providing us with. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, more with Jim, more with Sarah, and more about what happens when life hands us something totally unexpected. Does it make sense to us like Jim just described? And if it doesn't, what should we be on the lookout for? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I need your love. I need your time. When everything's wrong, you make it Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit JoeNuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Be free with you tonight. I need your love. I need your love. 
everybody. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm here with my friend, colleague, Sarah. Hello. And we have we have uh, Jim Bay with us here today. And Jim is the author of Miracle on Hammertown Road. So thanks, Dr. Pat. We're actually, so just real quick, we're going to, if you guys want to listen, uh, I'm going to talk about why, um, why I took the time to have Jim on today is, like I said in the beginning of the show, um, the whole opportunity to speak with Jim kind of came out of left field, and um, that's usually how these things happen. But I, I just felt like um, after reading Jim's book, it was it was such an inspirational story. And this is a man who has been through hell and high water, if you will, um, mm. just so many tragedies in his life and so many different things that have happened. And he took the time to really listen to the experiences that were going on and realize that there is something in this. And especially with his fall, with what happened when he fell, um, literally fell off of Hammertown Road in 2009, um, he he experienced God. He experienced what many people see as the light. He experienced all of that. And he saw his sons um, who had passed on. And basically, when, when I was reading this book, um, I was sitting by myself in a, in a cafe and I read a line that basically was around, just said that his work now was to share his story and to share what he experienced and to share um, his experience with God. And that was when I realized how important it is for all of us to share our stories because we all have we all have stories. Um, I'm, you know, 30, 32 years old and I have had some tragedy in my life. I've had some terrible dark times. I've had some things that, um, should have stopped me in my tracks and really made me question everything. And I Mm. think that this is, this is why he's here. This is why he wrote the book as, as a way to kind of inspire people to make them realize that we're not alone. Um, it doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter who you believe in. It just matters that, that we are all supported. And, um, I think that that was a pretty obvious message that came out when I, when I finished the book, when I was reading the book. Mm -hmm. Um, so I will stop rambling and I'd like to talk to Jim a little bit more about, um, about his, his process, about the writing process for you, Jim. I know you said the first, the first couple pages of the book, it, it, it's great because it starts out how you, when we mentioned in the earlier segment, how you, how you realized you really did have all of the things that you should to have a write, to write a book that you had all these experiences. Oh, you should write a book. You should write a book. What was the writing process like for you? Well, it was, um, cause I have a suffer from a brain injury, but thankfully I, I actually, um, I, I actually take part of the proceeds and donate to different brain injuries organizations from the book, you know, awesome. since, since day one. And that, that's just a, a passion because I say, uh, as far as brain injury goes, I was very intelligent when I fell. I like got four O's in college, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't no, you know, genius, but anyway, and, and I've said to doctors, a bunch of them, and they kind of agree with me when I fell and landed on my head, I was pretty intelligent. And, and, and like you, you take a ladder, I fell down two or three rungs on the ladder, but because I started so high, I landed where I can function, you know? Mm-hmm. And also it's, uh, pretty well. I, well, you know, I have my issues. I have short-term memory and, you know, some crazy things and all that. But, uh, you know, but overall, I, I, I function pretty decent. And so I turn around and, um, um, but a lot of my fellow, and it's a, as far as that goes, it's a silent disability brain injury. Cause you look at me, you would have, well, you have no idea. I broke all the bones either, but you would have no idea. I have a brain, suffer from a brain injury. And 
So I take it upon myself to um, kind of partly be a spokesman for brain injury because some of my fellow, lots of my other fellow brain injured people cannot deal, do it for themselves no more. And, you know, I've been to hospitals and, you know, so anyway, so I ended up, it was, it was difficult, but thank God I, um, I, 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 uh, ran into my old, my best friend from high school in the cemetery. The story's kind of in the book. He wrote it in his section. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he said he was writing again, writing and stuff. And so anyway, he, he, he writes fiction. And then he said, you know, Hey, Bob, he calls me Bob and I call him Mick. And then, uh, mm-hmm. he, he says, Hey, Bob, he says, uh, he says, why don't we meet? And you could tell me and maybe, you know, you know, and, and, and we went for a long walk and I walked with my cane at the time. And, uh, we ended up process of, uh, probably about, I don't know, you know, about 10 minutes, every time I say something, he'd go like, there you go, holy cow, bub, we got a book. And then I add something else. He goes, holy cow, <laughs> bub, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> awesome. But, um, but it was, uh, but I learned from my past experiences because I had an English professor who was willing to help edit the other books I was trying to write for free. And then what happened was she couldn't read my writing because she cried every time she started to read it. So, mm-hmm. but she had told me just write. Just get it out, you know, yep. and it doesn't matter where it goes or where it ends up or where it lands and, you know, and then it could always be organized. So that's, that's what I did with Mickey and, and, um, it was great. And then I turned around, uh, I actually ran into a wall, uh, and, and I actually didn't have enough words. Uh, it, it, it's a novel length, the book is, and that's what our goal was to, to, you know, to qualify for a novel. And then, uh, we, so we turned around and, uh, but I ran into a wall and then Mick went away and I, and, and, and for some reason, I just, um, I don't know if the good Lord put it in me, but while he was gone, I wrote like 26,000 words, you know, they wow. would ramble jamble. And mm-hmm. that was in one week. I used to wake up at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, I got to go right. You know, when I get up and, <laughs> and, uh, the cool thing was we had a lunch meeting planned for the following weekend. And then, uh, he came and I loved the word, you know, with word to program words, you can, you can push the button and numbers count. And he was coming, he was coming to yell at me and say, if you don't write anymore, we don't got a book. Cause how much can I help you if you don't write? And, right. uh, he, I, I, I said before, you know, he walked in, I said, can't say nothing. You got to sit down. I put him from my computer and pushed the button. And, and, and then, and then he saw like the 26,000, whatever it was, it was really up there. And he goes, Holy cow. Now we got a book, bub. You know, mm. there's enough there's enough there for me to help you organize it and all that. So, um, I, I definitely needed help. I needed help before I fell since I fell, I needed, you know, help, more help, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the organization and the grammar and, and, um, you know, cause it is pretty easy just to write, even messing up spelling words, and yeah. stuff like that. Sure. you know, so I, I, I did that part. And then of course, a, a, a lot of the books, some, but, but, but like sometimes the whole paragraphs is pretty much what I wrote, you know, and then other times I'd ramble on for like, you know, seven paragraphs and he made it into two, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it was, um, I have to say, as, as, as they always say, it was, uh, kind of, um, therapeutic to get out of me, you know? Um, yeah. it, it, but it was also very emotional. Like we, we stopped writing for, I, I recommend this for everybody that wants to write a book, you write it and you walk away from it for a good mm-hmm. amount of time, like six mm-hmm. months a year. If you, if you can afford to do that, it's great. Cause then when you go back, uh, we both went back to the book and I read the book and he read the book, what, what we had. And there was, I, because of uh, my son being terminally ill and all that, that's all part of the book too. But I financially lost everything from medical bills. And so that's, that, that's a whole nother tragedy in itself that, you know, I have experienced and people in this country and all over the world deal with that and not dealt and been oh, through yeah. You know. Oh yeah, people don't realize, and this is really important <clears throat> to the conversation that 
you know, when we hear stories like yours um, and like mine, we think that, okay, those folks are doing pretty good now. But what doesn't get told is how getting sick could put us in a position to lose everything. And I really mean lose everything. You know, we think that we're, you know, we're part of a society where we work and we have health insurance, but not everybody has full access. And there are stories even today where we all run the risk of losing things beyond our imagination. Yeah, and well, I, 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 sorry, I got to really say, and for this, exactly what you're saying, it's my words and it's true. When, when, when my son was sick, my other son died, my son's sick, and thank God I ended up falling on my, you know, my, we're, we're, we're separated in ex-wife's, you know, I, um, insurance, but she had, she worked for the state. And you really don't get any better insurance than a state insurance, especially in New York. And right. I, I, I haven't compared them all, but I know it's really good. Well, even in the best, you could have the best insurance in the world. And if you get somebody terminally ill in your family, unless yeah. you have a lot, a lot of money, all it means is a slow financial death. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I lost everything. We lost everything. I mean. And, and it just it, because what happens is it adds on and like like, uh, you know, for example, not to go, you know, but we ended up, you know, like our son, he, he would do blood work on Friday and, you know, at the town near us, Rhinebeck. And then and then we would, you know, all be home and there was four kids and my wife and I and she'd be making dinner and we get a call from the hospital in Albany saying you have to get your son here now. Yeah. Not later now. So we, we, she would turn off the stove. We'd get in the you know car and we'd get in this car because, you know, we had a bigger family. So it was a little bigger car. And we'd start driving and go, wow, there's no gas. So what, what do you do? Pull over, credit card, you know, and then, and then you um, get up there and you're there for three or four hours. And then you got these kids who are five years old and, and, and then you look and say, no one's eating yet. You know, right. so, yeah. so then you, 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 you even go do the dollar meal at the McDonald's and you still, you know, put on credit card because you don't have two pennies to pinch, you know. Right. Right. So, you know, that's, um, you know, so that's kind of what the point uh, is that you do whatever you need to do. And I, I think that's really what I learned. I mean, I, I grew up in the projects in the Bronx and, you know, for some for those of us. Uh, I, they say that if you if you can survive what that environment was like, then you can pretty much do everything. Well, here's what I want to say to folks that say that. You've probably never been really sick. You've probably never had anything wrong with you at a physical, a mental, or an emotional level because everything comes into play when you experience what you've experienced, Jim. It does, it, you know, and then, it, so anyway, it's just a really, and then it just, you know, you lose it all. So, uh, but, so that was another passion. And then uh, I, I am, um, I'm working on uh, creating, you know, I'm, I'm working on a, a non-for-profit uh, where it helps people that are terminally ill with some incidentals, you know, help with that gas and stuff like that. So that's one of my, you know, I, I kind of had that passion before I fell, but now that mm -hmm. things are really rocking and rolling, I have a more of a passion now to do it even more now, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I agree. But, uh, I agree. You know, I agree. So, so, so the writing process, anyway, so the writing process too, you go back and, and, and so that was in there. And then I read the book and, and I'm like, wow, if I really met God, it was only a page long. 
It, that was like the fifth draft. And I'm like, if, if you claim to meet God in this book, you can't just, even though it was just a meeting, I didn't leave. I didn't go. That's the thing that a lot of, uh, lots and lots of people have been loving is I didn't claim to go to heaven and break bread with Moses. Right. I didn't go right. anywhere. I, right. I, I, it all happened on Hammertown road. And I didn't even, I, I didn't even have an out of body experience. I had an in body yeah. experience mm-hmm. and I, I didn't go anywhere. Not that I don't believe in all those other stories. Cause I, I do, I do personally, you know, but a lot of people really believe like it's just down home. And so anyway, I, I, I went, when like the fifth draft or whatever, like that, it was like only a page. And I'm like, wow, if I, if I claim to meet God, so that was rough. I, I had to open up myself for that meeting yeah. again and, yeah. and, uh, and create it. And even now I, I, I haven't looked lately, but I think it's like four pages. It's not big, but it was, but it wasn't long. It was just what I needed at the time. And, uh, and he showed up to me in a human form because I would never understood a orb or light because before I felt my spirituality was, I was Christian and, and I know it's a word out there. You know, I was a Christian Christian, which is Christmas and Easter. I yeah. on, <laughs> you know, and that's when I went to church and I didn't know the Bible and it's all in the book about, you know, and things like that. But I, I you know, I, I just, um, you know, but he came to me as a human form because that's what I would understand. So God comes to everybody in all different ways. Mm-hmm. And then one of the big questions they ask me is what he looks like. And before I fell and after to this day, I believe everybody might see something different. So it's not oh, my, I agree. It's, it's I not agree. My, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's not my job to tell people, but for me, he came as a grandfatherly figure, but that's because that's what I would understand at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the one thing I know for myself these days is I do believe in source energy, higher power, and I know it's not me. Yeah. Right. That's what I know. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing is, like I said, if it, if it, and I was so bad, I actually got to log. I know the story. It depends on, you know, sometimes I can get to it, but it's really amazing. The log story where I met God at, but I, I, I was so, I climbed 14 feet out of this covert all by myself with all these broken yeah. bones and healthy people go down in there and try to climb the way I went up and they have trouble. They, some of them can't make it up there. And I climbed with 26 fractures up this culvert to get to the road to die because my ex-wife found our son in Arizona dead after three or four days. Mm. So I, I thought of like, no one's going to want to find me. So if I can move, let me get to the road. That, that was all I had hoped for was to get to the road because I was hurt so bad. And then little did I know God was coming, but yeah. you know, but you know, that's what I, uh, that's what I did, and 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 it was just you know an amazing thing, you know, it just was an amazing experience. But I would have never understood. I would I would have died in that log if an orb showed up or just a bright light, even, because I would have had no idea what it was. Mm. Well, wow, what a fascinating they, story, yeah, Jim. Thank you so much Jim. for your message and being a bright light. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jim. Thank you. Yep, Right, We're going to take you. a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Curious about the meaning of life? Do you want to deepen your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. The school also organizes group meditations each year to benefit humanity. 
Whether you're just beginning to reflect on the spiritual side of your life or are a more experienced spiritual seeker, the school warmly welcomes you to join our group. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit esotericstudies.net. That's esotericstudies.net. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit getthehealthyedge.com. Wow, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. Sarah, I'm so thrilled to have you here. And thank you for bringing Jim on. And, you know, boy, we need more inspirational stories. Before we talk about, you know, today's show and and what you've experienced, um, how can people find out more about you? How can they schedule time with you? Absolutely. So um, if you guys go on online, you're going to go to naturalpeaceliving.com. Again, it's naturalpeaceliving.com. And all of my contact information's on there on my webpage. Um, I also, I keep pretty active on Facebook and on Instagram, and it's under the same name. Again, it's Natural Peace Living. So you guys can always find me on there. Um, if you're looking to schedule a coaching session, um, we have options for one-on-one coaching. Um you can do that through Skype or you can do it in person if you're local in upstate New York. Um, and the same thing goes for tarot, um, tarot advi- uh, advice, tarot sessions, things like that. Um, same thing if you're in person, we can do in upstate New York and also on Skype. So, 
I love it. Now, yeah. part of this is you have a story as well. Yes, ma'am. And part of that story is being able to look at where are you, what are you doing, and why is it that our stories are so important today? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting because the, the reason that I had Jim um, come on was because of his story and because it just, it felt very big, it felt very important, and that is a man that has seen a lot of very difficult, painful things in his life. Um, and I, I'm not, you know, it's not a comparison. We all have stories and we have all come from something. Um, and I do have, I have a, a painful story too, that, that was kind of what launched me in this direction was, well, definitely was what launched me in this direction. Um, and what happened was several years ago, my husband and I, we were doing pretty good. We had jobs that were relatively fulfilling. Um, you know, we had enough money to make ends meet. We were living in a cute little house that we were renting. We had our our, do- our first daughter, um, who was about one years, one or two maybe at the time. Um, and for whatever reason, we just kept running into a wall with each other. Him and I were always arguing. Um, we felt unfulfilled and um we both started to kind of head into the land of depression and anxiety and all of this stuff. Um, so much so that my husband actually had, had battled with like suicide and things like that. Um, and that was one of the darkest, one of the scariest places I've been in my life. Um, not knowing how to handle it, not knowing how to help him. Um, my, my family also trying to help and really not knowing how to help. We went to therapy, we went to counseling, we did all of these things, all of the things you're supposed to do, but nothing seemed to, um, help us. And anybody who's been in a, a, in a depressed state or has seen somebody in a depressed state knows how contagious it can be. Um, and what happened was, you know, my husband was doing all he could to try and get himself out of that. And he spent some time in a facility um, to, to kind of work through his anxiety and depression. And they taught him a lot of different tricks and tips and things like that. Um, and then eventually he started to feel better, but I did not. Um, and then the depression for me started to sit in just really heavy. And um, I also spent time in a facility where I would go in for the day and, and work with counselors and therapists and different um, treatment options and um, group counseling and, and things like that and spent several weeks there um, just kind of trying to get myself back on solid ground. And at the end of my my time there, um, when I was discharged, I felt a little bit better, but it, it wasn't this like huge production that I like they you know there was like this this carrot you know like that they're holding in front of you like oh when you discharge you're supposed to feel amazing and I I didn't feel amazing I felt like I had learned a lot of things and I felt like I was starting to get there but I didn't feel it yet um and then a couple of weeks later I started to do some of my own research and and um found out like law of attraction started dipping into that Um, arena, if you will. And that was what kind of pulled me out of my depression and out of the anxiety and out of the fear. Um, One of the first things for me was gratitude. Um, I watched The Secret. A lot of people have at least heard of The Secret, the the documentary that talks about law of attraction. And for me, that was a big, that was a big one that like really made me look at my life and say, oh my goodness, like how come I'm 
I, how all these things are happening because I'm like allow I'm allowing them to happen or I'm um, I'm not putting my attention on the things that are going well and mm-hmm. I've just kind of dismissed everything. So um, I I had a session with a client um, last year and in this during the session he confided in me that he had a similar experience where he was he was just you know he was really upset and he checked himself into a, a facility similar to what I had been into. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, nobody knows my story. Nobody really, this is, this is all opening up for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I told my client the same thing that I just mentioned to you guys that I, I had this same sort of experience and he, I said, you know, I hope that doesn't change how you, how you feel about our, our relationship. I hope, you know, you, you still feel like I'm a credible coach that I can help you. And he was like, I'm floored. Like if anything, it makes, it makes this relationship that much better. He's Mm -hmm. like, you've, you've seen it, you've been there. And to kind of sum everything up, it's, it's, we all have these stories. We have all, you know, been in these places and we've all seen these dark situations and it's up to us to kind of, you know, find, find the light, you know, for Jim, he, he had the light come to him. He had that experience with God. He, he crawled out of that hole to die. He, he basically said, you know, he, he didn't want to be found 13 feet, 14 feet in in a ravine. He, he crawled out to die and to, to let his life be done. And there were other plans for him. And I think that there's a lot of symbolism in that. Like we, you know, we think that we're at the bottom, but (laughs) it's not the bottom. Usually the bottom is the platform that we use to kind of launch ourselves. And um, for my story, that was the platform for me. I had to hit that bottom. I had to hit that depression. My husband, the same thing. He and I both were in that together. And it was dark and it was uncomfortable and it, it was very uncertain but we both pulled through it together and it's something that we, we did together and we got through it together. Wow. Wow. What do you think, Sarah, is the, you know, we like to talk about things in terms of lessons, but I I have a different question. What do you think you've uncovered in that experience that, has helped you expand and grow as a person? Um, a lot of it is like your perspective. Uh-huh. Um, like like we, we're we in the hole, you know, we, we fall and we, we all get to that place where we're at rock bottom. And you know what? We're going to get there many more times before our time is out. Um, but the perspective, I think, is the gift in there is that we we have the opportunity at any time to, to shift our focus and Mm -hmm. say, okay, enough of this, enough of, you know, being down in the ditch and what, what can I put my attention on? What can I strive for? For Jim, it was climbing out of the hole, literally for, for a lot of people, it's climbing out of the hole, whether it's a literal hole or an emotional hole or whatever it is, like we all hit that rock bottom. And I think that for me, the lesson was to realize that, you know, nobody was taking my power away from me. It was, it was me kind of being the victim of my own thinking. Um, and that, that was a lot of it. You know, there's all, 
the talk about the ego and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and that's a big part of it. You know, we have, we have so much noise in our head and we have this, you know, society can be a beautiful thing or it can be a nightmare because we're just so overwhelmed with all of the things that are going wrong. And, um, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of willpower to, to turn that noise off and to look around you and say, oh my gosh, you know, the sun came up or spring is coming or the temperatures are changing or, you know, I got out of bed today. And I, you know, my, like Jim talks about in his book, he, you know, he had a lot of, he has a lot of pain. His, his body hurts. He broke all sorts of things that aren't supposed to break Mm -hmm. and he hurts, but he's still alive and he has relationships and friendships and children to, to care for and people he loves and people who love him and he's helping and he's doing wonderful work now. So it's the, I think the lesson is the perspective and, and to, you know, we have the option at any time to, to choose to look at what's going wrong, to sit in the depression and let it rule us or to demand other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, part of this too is being able to take the life experiences that we have and look at them and decide for ourselves, what are we going to do? You know, the thing that I'm really struck by here recently is how insidious and powerful doubt can be if we (laughs) let it be. Um, You know, people ask me all sorts of questions about my life's journey, what we're doing here, why we're doing it. I mean, all sorts of questions. And I always get asked, what what is what did what what have I discovered is the greatest challenge, and they expect me to talk about the network and they, and I and I tell them no, it's me, you know yeah. I'm the greatest challenge to my own success, mm-hmm. and to what we're doing in the world, yeah, and I say I'm also the the greatest opportunity. The yeah. question is going to be on any given day, what are we going to sign up for today? Like today, when we woke up, the question really became by our actions, by the way we step out into the world, is what are we really asking for today? Are we asking for a magical Monday or, <laughs> or, or, or right? right? Or, yeah, are we asking for a different kind of day? Well, you know, it's funny. I, uh, this morning, I just, I kept hitting the snooze bar <laughs> and I, I probably four times and I usually don't go past three. <laughs> so I woke up late and I couldn't get myself ready on time. And my, both of my girls were up when normally one of them is up and then the two-year-old's up and, and everybody's running around the house like crazy. And I just could not get it together. And one's crying and then the other one's shoes aren't on and I got to get this one to school with me. And, and it was just it was just chaos and I get in the car and I'm so flustered and, and I, I was like, I have to hit the reset button and then I'm driving and then the, the news comes on. And of course, that's what I want to hear the news, you know, uh-huh. and I, I like yell at the radio and slam the radio off and, and my five-year-old's in the backseat 
and she's like, mommy, are you okay? And I was like, I think we might need to pray. <laughs> and yeah. We need to do something. <laughs> we need to do something. And, and we start talking to the powers that be, if you will, and just saying like, like we just wanted a reset and we wanted to see a happy day and we wanted to see clarity and we just wanted to, and she's like, well, it's love, mommy. It's love. We want love. And I'm like, she's so wise, you yeah, know? Right. And then, and then we go inside the school and I work as a teacher's aide in the school and everything shifted. And I, I was actually getting ready to do the show today and I realized how um, my prayer was answered and how, how much of a better day I had, how happy I was helping the kids I work with. Um, hopefully my daughter is having the same experience where her day is, is starting to feel better. And it just, you know, it's, we have, we have that ability to kind of reroute ourselves and to change the direction, but we have to catch it first, you know, and we have to ask for that, for that divine intervention, just to ask for the reset button to be Mm. hit. Well, you know, for you, you have many gifts and talents that you bring to the forefront and, you know, let's talk about that because, you know, there are folks that we work with each of us and they, you know, they often wonder, how do we really know or, or how can we be compassionate or have empathy for somebody like Jim's journey? Mm-hmm. But, you know, from the struggles we've had, from the places we've gone, I don't know about you, but I've been even more curious about possibilities and solutions for things. What has your, let's say, down moments What have they done to help you expand and grow your skill set? They they kind of make it clear that I need to ask for help more, Mm -hmm. Um, and and not you know not to get too off you know off the deep end here. But usually when I'm in crisis mode, it's a call for me to like slow down, um, to slow down, to ask for help, to take some time to meditate, to go for a walk, just to we try so hard. We're conditioned as people in society to try and we have to do a million things. And we think that that's the norm. And usually when things start to get crazy on me, it's because I'm trying to do too many things at once. And I know a lot of people are probably shaking their head or rolling their eyes because we just, you know, we're in this world that has conditioned us to, you know, get up and go and do a million things. Um, but we're human beings. We're not human doings Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to be able to drop down and relax Mm -hmm. and breathe and function and to just kind of, you know, back off a little bit and watch what the universe throws in your direction and watch how your prayers are answered. You know, I wasn't sitting there, you know, with my second graders like, Oh, Oh, here's the answer to my prayer. I, it just Uh kind of snapped. I was like, Oh, today got so much better. <laughs> you know? And then I realized, oh my God, that was what I was asking for. And we just have to like, we have to make room for that. We have to allow those miracles to come in. We have to allow um, the spiritual stuff that, that, that presence just has, you know, there's, there's room for it. And instead of being the last resort, it should be the first thing that we think of, you know, when the day is going crazy, we should like really just stop ourselves and say, okay, hang on a minute, slow down, you know, go get a cup of coffee or sit in the break room for five minutes. Just give yourself a minute to come back. 
Um, yeah, I agree. Now, before we kind of jump ahead here, I know we've got a few minutes left. Sure. Um, there is a wide skill set that you learned. Tell our listeners what that is and how you are available to help them regardless of where they are in their journey. Absolutely. So um, there, yeah, you know, there's so many things. I mean, the, probably the first thing that, that clicked for me was meditation. Um, and, and I know, you know, there's a whole movement going on now. Like everybody's, everybody's starting to be more conscious of the meditation movement, of yoga, any of it do anything that you can just to, to slow your mind down. You're never going to stop your thinking. So let that go. (laughs) Um, but meditation is huge. Um, you know, the sooner you can start your day with meditation, the the earlier in the day you have it. Meditation is one of those things that it it works like, it's like putting a, a still point in your day and you start to radiate that out through the course of your day. Um, meditation is huge. You can find anything, guided meditation on YouTube, different teachers. Um, you know, if, you, if you're into yoga, yoga is a form of meditation. Even going for a walk or, or putting your headphones in and, and listening to some music. I used to meditate in my break room um, when, I, when I was working a corporate job. I was that crazy, right? Um, that was a huge thing. Gratitude is another um, another amazing resource, you know, keeping a gratitude journal, go buy yourself a $3 journal and write down five things you're grateful for. Appreciate every night before you go to bed. Yeah. Um, journaling, journaling is huge. Jim mentioned before during his, his writing process, um, he'd wake up at two in the morning and I can't tell you, I've had so many times where something was in my head at 4am and it's not me putting it there. Yeah. Um, and you need to just, you know, wake up, Write it down. Write down your dreams. If you remember your dreams, you're one of those lucky people who remembers all their vivid dreams. Write those things down. Um, there's so many things that we can do, but it's, you know, again, we're human beings. We're not human doings. Just learning to be and and kind of finding that time to be still and to accept yourself and to love yourself and to appreciate yourself and to look around at your environment and realize how, how blessed you are, how much wonderful, how much wonderful is right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. I Um, agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And then one thing very important, please, how can people get a hold of you? How can they work with you? How can they find out more about you? By all means. Okay, guys. So uh, the last time, this is going to be uh, naturalpeaceliving.com. Again, naturalpeaceliving.com. And you guys can find me on Facebook and on Instagram under the same thing as Natural Peace Living. If you guys get in touch with me on there, questions, comments, concerns, if you want to book a session, if you want to gift a session, if you want whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'm available through Skype. I'm available in person if you're local to upstate New York. I love it. Thank you so very much, Sarah. It is an honor and a pleasure for you and for all of us to know you and be with you. Thank you so much for everything. Likewise. Thank you. All right, everyone. Let's take a shorty. Another hour coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. You've been listening to Natural Peace Radio, emotionally activated, magically created. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Sarah Van Ryswick helps listeners manifest their desires and create an awesome life powerfully and gracefully. 
For more information on Sarah and her work or to listen to past shows, visit her website at naturalpeaceliving.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.